All right, let's do it. Uh, on tonight's show, first down under, the Seahawks are number one in the NFC, and Russell Wilson forces his way back into the MVP conversation. We can't sleep on the Tennessee Titana Hills, and the NFC East is the most comical division in football. Are you ready, Charlie? 100%. Let's go! That's it! Hello, you play to win the game. Boof! I love that. Playoffs? Yeah, 58-8! I just hope we can win a game. You've got to always protect the McNuggets. Nice. I don't look at the contract. Oh, my goodness. Red and football. Wow. Week 13 in the books. This is First Down Under. My name is Zach, and opposite me is Charlie Culture King. Oh, back-to-back weeks. I just I really like that one. I'm sticking oh. with it, and I had nothing else. How are you, buddy? Week 13. Uh, I'm well. Emotional. Emotional, uh, how so? Well, there, there are some heavy hitters in uh, yes. both conferences going at it. Yep. And it was it, a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. Um, the NFC, some massive shifts there. Incredible developments in relation to who's hosting wild card matchups. A vintage Seahawks performance to finish the week. Russell Wilson, Monday Night Football, CenturyLink Field. Doesn't matter who's coming at him. He gets it done. Kirk Cousins again falters in prime time. Thought he had it all sorted when he beat, beat the Cowboys. Didn't beat the Seahawks. Back to square one with him. We'll talk about them later. But uh, in the AFC, we've got a clear front runner, and then the rest are pure dog shit. Wow. Heard it here first. Dog shit. Well, dog shit in the sense that I didn't see any of these teams beating Baltimore away or at Baltimore. I think it's a pretty clear race in the AFC. I think it's a pretty clear race in the NFC with Seattle. But uh, I wait to be proven wrong. It does seem like the path to the Super Bowl goes through Baltimore now. Uh, I can't yeah. see them losing that number one seed. And who's going to take it? The Patriots? The Patriots will not because the Ravens remaining four are Jets, Browns, Steelers, and the Bills. So I can't see a loss anywhere in there. That's a dream run. Unless the Steelers start Hodges. But it seems like they're mm. alternating per week. I don't know what the deal is with the Steelers oh, QB carousel. I don't think they're ever going back to uh, Mason Ryan. Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. Why wouldn't they go back to Mason Rudolph? Because he's a shit player. You're about to say another word, but oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a shit. Really? <laughs> he's an absolute shit player. Shit But is Hodges player. that much better? I mean, I saw a touchdown throw that he threw to Washington. It was the oh. biggest prayer. No, we are. And it was just like fell in the breadbasket between two DBs. It's like, this is insanity. When we, when we talk about what we learn, we'll be talking about the Steelers because Devlin Duck Hodges... He's got bravado. He's got moxie. We'll get there. Let's uh, recap Monday Night Football. That's where we're going to start. We've got a few big questions to answer at the end of the pod pertaining to this. But as you were saying just before, Chaz, it was the Seahawks and the Vikings going head-to-head in a battle for the NFC and a battle for what could potentially be the number one seed. Batted at the line of scrimmage. Batted back and picked off. Third down and five. Wilson's going to go deep, wide open, and into the hands of David Moore. Cousins. He goes downfield, and wide open is Laquan Treadwell for the touchdown. Everybody sucked up. Cousins went down. 
and 58 yards later, he's got Treadwell for the score. And they, Wilson looks right, comes back to set things up with Penny inside the 10, and into the end zone. It was a high-scoring affair. Uh, Seahawks end up running away with the victory, 37-30. to uh, Number two seed in the NFC and uh, currently leading the NFC West, bumping the previously undefeated uh, San Francisco 49. Well, at one point in the season, there are about, what, eight games? The, yeah. Uh, previously number one seeded uh, yeah. San Francisco 49ers now bumping them to the fifth seed, having to travel to Dallas. They have to go falls. face Jason Garrett. No one wants to end up with that fifth seed. So I think Seattle really just, if they were going to take anything away from this game tonight, it was that they don't have to go to Jerry World Thank God. and face that team. Uh, considering the, the, the state that that franchise is in. So those boys are humming in Dallas. Let's focus on Seattle. Um, yet again, Russ balling out. I'm going to read the receivers he's thrown to. DK Metcalf is okay, but he's still fresh. Yep. He's young. Uh, David Moore, never really heard of him prior to it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then you got Hollister and co. Rashad. Uh, and Josh Gordon, one catch, 10 yards. Tyler Lockett, no catches, no yards. Oh, where was Tyler Lockett? Didn't matter. Well, I think Rhodes was covering him, Xavier Rhodes, and oh, yeah. obviously that the kind of shutdown game that was we, road to nowhere, road to nowhere, uh, and the guys Russell Wilson is playing with continues to just just stay with Lamar in MVP conversation. I mean, Lamar's having an off the Richter season, and Russell just keeps pulling it back with these vintage performances. Big primetime victory for him uh, and the Seahawks. Love what their offensive line's doing because that ground game was punishing. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Rashad. Rashad, 200 yards on the ground against the Vikings defense, which is a pretty proud unit yep. this year. Absolutely. So I think that was, that, that's a good point. It was kind of the crux of the game, allowed them to open up the passing game. Wilson obviously played spectacularly, but the Vikings hang around. Yeah, they, a bit of credit to them. Kirk Cousins still found ways to throw some guys open. Dalvin Cook, relatively restricted, 29 yards rushing, had the clavicle issue. Don't know if that was late, yeah. maybe third or fourth. But, uh, you know, this Vikings team stuck around, credit to them. But Seattle took care of Biz, and now they are the second seed in the NFC. Saints miraculously the first seed because the Saints beat them in week three, 33-27 behind Treddy Bridgewater, who they might consider bringing back if Drew Brees continues his form. Yeah, they might. They might really? Wow. Big call from Chaz and I. Uh, the beauty of this is I, I you like don't understand when I'm serious or not, so I'm no, just waiting for you to gauge. Well, I, I figure, you know what? There's a case to be made. There Don't is. Throw it downfield. There is Teddy Bridge for Bridge over Trouble Water. Absolutely. Bridge over. Simon and. Uh, Kirk Cousins, a bit of a turnaround this year since that apology, as we've discussed in previous pods. Uh, but he's still not coming through in these big games. When we thought he had turned a corner, Chaz, uh, it was against Philly, the Lions, and Dallas. All those teams are 500 or Proud lower. defensive fronts. Yeah, uh, he's now 0-8 on Monday Night Football. Oof. 22 for 38 and 276, two touchdowns. Not bad. Good size. But not getting it done in no. these huge matchups. And that, uh, you know, I, I thought the Vikings were sneaky dangerous. After tonight's game, maybe a bit more You tell subdued. me you honestly thought they were going to go to Seattle and knock them off. I thought they could. Yeah. I, well, that, that's where my head was at. Yeah, with these Vikings, I really thought they were dangerous. And look, to, to their credit, they, you know they stuck around, but it, it, this was pretty much over by the end of the third quarter. Yep. Um, and it's a great win for Green Bay. It is Same a fantastic result for Green Bay hosting Minnesota. That play, that side of the NFC playoffs has not changed. Still, do not trust Green Bay hosting Minnesota at Lambeau 
they did have a massive win over the Giants, which we will get into. But uh, in, in the context of the season for Seattle, they do face the Niners in a couple of weeks. I think it's in Seattle. So if they take care of business, they've got the division, uh, they've got the tiebreaker against the 49ers. Uh, this team is my is my pick out of the NFC. I wow. The Saints, I think the Niners have shown a bit, but I think Seattle, you know, they have the wood on the 49ers, and I think they can put up more points. And I think defensively they're good enough to stick with them. So I, if I was a betting man, I'd say Seahawks on the NFC side. That's uh, a really, uh, really tough call between those two sides. And week 17 is going to be telling. When is that week 17? Off. Yeah, week 17. That could, be, that could decide whether you go to Jerry World. Uh, no, that will be the Jerry World uh, bonanza. Or, or they may be working out a path where it actually might be easy to go through Jerry World. Uh, then host playoffs. Host a playoff game at home. At home. Interesting uh, thought. Uh, well, they could still be going to uh, Lincoln Financial Field, believe it or not. There are, there are signs of life in the NFC huh? least. Uh, so we'll see how the Eagles go. But Chaz. Bye, the- Eagles. Bye. <laughs> it's maybe one of the most exciting playoff hunts we've seen in recent Whoa, memory. That's a big call. I'm serious. When you look at the playoff picture between both conferences, you know, except for, no, I'm not talking about the NFC East, by the way. I'm talking about the the greater picture. When you look at the AFC, there's still so many teams that are relevant for the first time. And I don't know how long someone is within striking distance of knocking the Patriots off of their AFC East mantle, or at least knocking them out of the buy conversation. Yeah. Well, I look at the AFC side. You've got, okay, so the Jags, Broncos, Chargers, Jets, but all four and eight. We can cross them off. The Browns are five and seven. It's going to be pretty tough to come back from. Yes. They just lost the Steelers. Steelers have two games on them, being the wild card in the AFC North. So I, I can't see the Browns coming back from here. They do have the Ravens again this in the next four weeks. Ouch. Then you look at the Raiders. They lost the Chiefs this week. I'm pretty sure they've lost early in the year to the Chiefs, where Mahomes threw four touchdowns in the second quarter. Uh, they've locked up that division so, of the Chiefs. For me, the Chiefs, two games ahead of the Raiders. That's really tough to get into. The Titans are my only viable option from the AFC in the hunt to creep in uh, yep. in that wild in that AFC South division. I think the Titans are playing some incredibly uh, inspired football. What they did against the Colts was outstanding. And I think... This team, I don't know what Tannehill is doing, but they seem charged heading into Jen. Let's hear what it sounded like for the Tennessee Titanahills mm. this week. Head to Henry. Blocked by Ferkser. Going deep, and he's got him. It's a touchdown! Khalif Raymond! What a throw! 40-yard touchdown for the Titan. Tannehill to Raymond. The good-looking throw by wow. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, wow. It was. It's a good-looking throw. That, shows, that leads us into uh, what we've learned this week, which is, of course, that the AFC South is the most interesting it's ever been. Since it you is. and I have been watching football, uh, AFC South's always kind of been a little bit, you know, the... It's always sucked. It's, it's the runt of the litter. Yeah. But right now, I, I love these teams. Texans, exciting, dynamic. We'll get to them, but... Let's stick on these uh, Titans with Tannehill because the turnaround since he's become quarterback mm. is unbelievable. And Derrick Henry is looking like the best runner in the league. He's a bona fide start at the running back position, Derrick Henry. I don't know what is, what's happened the last seven or eight weeks, but he's been absolute money for them. Uh, and the defense as well is kind of starting to step up. Held the Colts to 17 points. There was, a, there was a time in that game when you thought the Titans were fading at Indy. They, managed, they found a way to come back into it. They've got the Raiders next week. I love everything about them. I think... I think the receivers, I'm not quite across who they're actually throwing the ball to. Nah. Corey Davis. Corey Davis is like their AJ go-to, Brown. I think. OJ Brown, he's okay. AJ. Uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, but the Titans, I think, if you compare them to the Steelers, would definitely make a bigger dent in the playoffs. 
Uh, but I still favor the Bills, Chiefs, and Texans ahead of them. But yes, they're certainly making a case. I agree. They've got Moxie. They've What's got Moxie? Bra- bravado. They got gravitas. They just feel dangerous. What is Moxie? Moxie, you know, Moxie's like uh, spunk. Swagger. Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. They're literally a wild card. That's yep. like what makes a wild card, and I think they're perfect for this situation. They come out at the right point in the season. Everything seems to fire, and they've turned into the team that I think they've been wanting to be yeah. for the past five years through different coaching staff, through different quarterbacks. So, Vrabel, yeah, because Vrabel's still there, and they were questioning Vrabel early in the year, obviously with Mariota and all those, um, the situation that in, in that QB department. But now Tannehill's taken over, and the vibe around the team's fantastic. So, Mariota... Ouch. Now becomes in our free agent QB list for next year. Hundred percent. We so got to we, power we'll rank discuss that a bit list. later. But yeah, I think the AFC playoff race is so much more intriguing than the NFC. I know the Rams are seven and five, but I, I seriously do not trust them um, to make a dent. I think every other team in that wild card picture stays. But the Titans, I haven't looked at the remaining schedule, but I can imagine it's favorable. They're, they're going to play another AFC South team outside of the Colts. So if they're playing the Jags, you know the Tex. Who's the other team? Jags. Colts, Texans, Jags, Titans. Titans. They are the Titans. They so they the can't Titans. play them. So they'll play the Jags. Well, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Number yeah. one case for the change of scenery QB, Ryan Tannehill. You know when you, you look at a quarterback and they just get a bit stale like Tannehill mm-hmm. was in Miami and you say, well, maybe in a different system, maybe a new start, a fresh start, he's going to be he's gonna be good. Well, the recycled yeah. quarterback – is back in vogue because uh, he's looking really good here, and we could see a bit more of that next year. It's you know, yeah. you think globally, act locally when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. You don't always have I to think, go fresh. I think this fan base is really starting to froth him here. His ability to run as a quarterback has been massive, and you know I don't know what it is. He's had so many years in Miami. He's been a bit average, and now he's starting to click with this offense. I honestly think they 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 keep him around for next year. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a massive contract, but I think they do keep him. Oh, it could um, be a franchise. He makes tag. him relevant. Yeah. Well, how old is he? He's probably like 30. Uh, yeah, around that. Yeah. I'd say what his 2012 draft, like number eight pick or whatever. Yeah. So I think I think he'll definitely be around. I think. Uh, yeah. This this fan base has certainly been rejuvenated. They're sick of Mariota, and yeah, I think they, they probably should be seven to five. They probably should be a little bit better. I feel like they've lost a few close games earlier this year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, uh, and and that comes back to Mariota. I mm. remember that I think it's the Bills. They didn't put up any points. Like mm. it was it was brutal. So very exciting for the for for the for the Titans. The, They're a bit the, like the, the Cleveland Browns last year in terms of the the the, the huge acts in early days and how they fucked them any games in overtime. Yeah. And it actually cost them a playoff spot later in the year. And it now they're did. surging. And this is going to be the team that everyone's everyone's absolutely frothing heading into 2020. No, you're not wrong about that, mate. Hey, on the AFC South, uh, we have to talk about Sunday Night Football. It was, of course, the Houston Texans taking on the New England Patriots. And uh, I don't know what we were thinking heading into this one. I, I was still uh, yeah. very, very much living in the fear of this Patriots defense. And they're meant to be good, Chaz. They're meant to be I was expecting good. a, you know, the Texans to do a little bit. It's a Sunday night game in Houston. But I did think this Patriots defense, despite the offensive struggles, would show up and ball out. I yep. thought Stefan Gilmore would shut down John Gray Hopkins. He, see, he had five catches for 64 but I thought the Patriots would come into Houston, clamp down the running game, 
keep Deshaun Watson in the pocket, prevent him from making those dangerous plays. But there were a few plays I saw given up by the Pats. These long, there was a one deep touchdown to uh, uh, the Texans receiver. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, that's right. I still thought was in Miami. Massive long touchdown. You just don't see a wide open secondary. Uh, and and the was, offense that as was well. right after Deshaun Watson hit Will Fuller in the end zone. He got two feet down but was bobbling the ball, so he needed to get the third foot for it to technically be a catch. So it oh, got, he's got to bring that in, the first touch, doesn't he? Uh, he does. He yeah. does, absolutely. But for the Texans to go deep shot two in a row and get it basically both times against this defense, pretty impressive. I mean, if nothing else, you've got to know that the Texans are, are again, a wild card. They're a team with Moxie, and they can turn it on in the right situation. They can also shit the bed, as they have in previous weeks, as we've seen. Absolutely. So, um, so can this Patriots offense, man. Now run me through. What, what do you what do you think of Tom Brady and the crew? It's grim. I mean, you look at this. Look at the Brady stats. These are not bad stats. Twenty four for forty seven, three twenty six, three touchdowns. That was all at the end, though. I reckon. It's all it's all garbage time. Okay, I didn't really watch the game, but you know Edelman, the, the, the stock standard over hundred yards. But then the second receiver, James White, in the backfield, pretty much your key reliable uh, first down back at eight eight catches for ninety eight yards. Then below that, you got Jacoby Myers, Matt Lacoste, Ben Watson, Philip Dorsett, Mohamed Sanu. It's pretty fucking grim in the depth chart. They've got no skill position players to throw to. You rely on Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle, who aren't doing enough. They look, they look, they don't look exhausted. They just look fed up. They look, they look like they're not a cohesive team right now. For the first and three quarters, the only way that they could move the ball was with James White. That's it. It was just checkdowns mm. up the seam it, the whole way through, and it was anemic to use a mm. classic football reference. Uh, got to wonder why they got rid of Josh Gordon because the rest of these receivers aren't much better. Even if he wasn't on the same page as Tom Brady, uh, couldn't hurt yeah, right now. I Stephen know. A. Smith has the solution, though. Talk about the quintessential individual that would be a perfect remedy for all that ails the New England offense. It would be this one man, Antonio Brown. Chaz, your thoughts, Antonio Brown? Absolutely, spot on. Bring him back. Bring him back. Need, they no need problem. No problem externally is that big not to be able to deal with this issue on offense. I don't care what he's done. You got to get him on the field. Probably wouldn't be the most controversial player to grace the New England stage. No, Aaron Hernandez no, he comes wouldn't. to mind. Aaron Hernandez um, and Gronk. But I think that Antonio Brown would just completely revolutionize this team. Give them a fucking deep option. They got nothing. I mean, they got Edelman running the same fucking route every time. Well, or Sony, you know, Sony Michelle get them all mixed up in the in the backfield doing the same 2016 Falcon Super Bowl play. Brady looks to the left, hands out to White. It's the same shit every day. Yeah. And teams working them out. Like you said, it was garbage time touchdowns. I think it was 15 to 28 late in the or maybe the start of the fourth. But this Texans team should not be putting 28 points on this Patriots defense. I know the offense is, as you say, anemic. It's a great word, but. This Patriots defense is a proud unit. They were setting records through the first 10 or 11 weeks of the season, and they're giving up deep plays. Uh, I know they're limited to the running game. Carlos Hyde is an absolute fucking spud. But they cannot be letting this, they cannot allow this to happen if they want to run, which I don't think they, they run deep into the playoffs. I honestly do not think they're going to make a dent in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, it depends who comes to Gillette Stadium, definitely. But I, I have to agree. Steals will beat him. Because you got to, well, you got to wonder who, who are you going to be playing on offense? Because I don't think they're going to be able to match the points of most of the teams. You think about the Chiefs, you think about the Titans, you think about the Texans. I reckon all three of those teams could beat the New England Patriots 
at Gillette right now when you look at the You see Ryan Tannehill going at Gillette in Foxborough and beating the Pats in, in, in divisional. I see Derrick Henry. In the middle of Jan. I see Derrick, I see Derrick Henry ripping off a 76-yarder, yeah. knocking off three DBs, and it's going on Facebook for six weeks. Here's the thing. You go, you go on Facebook. That's where it goes. Ah, I've seen good. that fucking Derrick Henry run 38,000 times. Nah, it's all, they're all Derrick different Henry runs. Derrick Henry trucking. It's the same fucking run. <laughs> Great win for uh, Billy O'Brien and Romeo Cronel, though, against the former Overlord. Yeah, uh, see, see, those two names there are the reason why I don't trust you. Yeah, true. I mean, it's great. You beat the Pats. They're, 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 they're walking wounded. They're cooked. Well, they're 10-2. You I beat mean, the Pats. A lot of teams That's struggle. what Brady said today. They're not 10-10. They're 10-2, and he's, he's not wrong. But I think... Keep, it, keep the vibes uh, up. I think this team has run its course. A 42-year-old quarterback. I think the avocado ice cream's officially faulted. And uh, uh, starting to melt. I think we're looking for a new position, a new quarterback in uh, New England next year. Wow, we chess. Uh, you got to tell me this vibe around this team is it's, it's a bit it's a bit depressing. Can you it's put a bit it like all on, we can't keep this? Fucking I, I don't want to stick on this for too long, but can you put it all on Brady? Because it looks like he's got the least amount of options he's ever had. They brought in Mohamed Sanu. Things oh, don't no shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it doesn't seem to be fire in there. People are double teaming Edelman, so his best option's gone. And then you got you know Matt Lacoste, a Lacoste, tight end, mate. Lacoste. Brand. Lacoste, Matt Lacoste. I thought he was Matt Lacoste. Um, but Matt Uniqlo. Nikhil Harry as well. He stinks, man. He stinks. Zero catches, zero yards. But let's give some kudos to Deshaun. Oh, uh, true. You know, close to 70% passing, 234, three touchdowns, no picks. DeAndre Hopkins uh, threw a touchdown Robbins. as well. Oh, Beautiful gorgeous. trick play. Missed that one. Uh, and Carlos Hyde, 10 carries, 17 yards. Um, but yep, the, Carlos Hyde. the Texans still leading the AFC South Division. Titans, well and truly hot. On their tanner heels, um, ah. but it is an interesting situation unfolding there as we've as we've dissected. Um, currently in the playoff picture, the Texans are hosting the Steelers, which I do not see as a that, that's a week Watch three. Watch this space. That's a week three matchup at one a.m. Mate, let's head to Florida where uh, Tampa Bay played the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're we talking about this. The big dick Nick energy, mate. It is gone. Uh, though I feel he hasn't had a fair shake. Probably shouldn't have started this season. Nick Foles is the kind of player that you only bring in when he's got nothing to lose. And I think that's, I think that's where the Jacksonville Jaguars have made a terrible mistake. They should have started have Minshew, waited for him to get injured, and then you bring in Nick Foles to go on a miracle run. If, you know, we did the vibe rankings. I think of, of vibes right now, they are the worst team in the vibe rankings. Really? Bengals had a great win. Cards, at least, they've got some to look forward to. Broncos balled out against the Chargers. And the bank, yeah, there's a lot of good things going on. Miami balled out as well. The Jags right now have no identity on defense. Lowest no vibes. identity at the QB position. Oh, the only good thing they God, have God, is... The, Minshew's back the only in, good mate. thing they have is Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's not a great thing. I know. Uh, says it all. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have traded Jalen. Ramsey. He's been so good for the Rams. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay... Keep winning games. They've got to sign Jameis. Hey, they're, they're still in the hunt. Believe it or not, they are still in the hunt. What are oh, they, five man. and seven? There's no way. They, they can't make it. Yeah. Wild card, mate. If everything falls apart for the Vikings. Bears, six and six. Dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's in the hunt. That game was probably the least, one of the uh, the least watchables for this week. But... Bucks Colts next week we love we're very excited. We do we do we love uh, we love we love the Bucks mate Green Bay talk to me about yeah, them. I um, think they're the, back in the snow a quick one they, in the Meadowlands a classic game just getting ready for Jen 
Um, Lazard, a few big plays. Uh, Jones, Lizard. Jones didn't touch it. But just a statement win uh, in the context of the NFC from Green Bay. Statement win against... Just getting this offense Daniel, back on Daniel track. Jones. I feel like we needed this um, after what happened last week. And just getting yeah, getting the team clicking again, you know? Jamal Williams got a bit of the rock. Uh, Devontae had two touchdowns. So, yeah, they, they went into the Meadowlands and, and did what they needed to do. And I it's, think that's a good test for, for the Vikes. It's a good way to get your offense back and moving is to play uh, the Giants. And we'll see if Philadelphia can do the same thing Ooh, next Daniel week Jones, on Monday night. Picks. Monday night football. Yeah, yep. mate, Denton Jones, uh, the, only, no good. the only good game he's had is against the Bucs where uh, he didn't win the game. Matt Gay, the kicker for the Bucs, lost the game. Yep. Let's talk about what was confirmed at Chaz. And allow me to start. For me, what was confirmed is that Mike Tomlin is awesome and the Browns suck. Yeah. That was confirmed. Those things that we thought were true. Yeah. And they still are. Uh, the Steelers, the beautiful touchdown from De- Devlin Duck Hodges. I don't know. You're waiting for Mason Rudolph to come back. But trust me, Devlin Duck is not going anywhere. Steelers are on the move. First down from the 30. Hodges sets the feet. Floats it upstairs. It is caught. Oh, what a grab by Washington. Touchdown, Steelers. Well, he gets interfered with right there, pulled to the side, and still maintains his focus on the ball. The- Unbelievable grab from James Washington and a good win for the Steelers. They're 7-5. and five. They are in the playoffs right now. Unbelievable. Uh, and we can't talk about how great the Steelers are without talking about how much Cleveland uh, has had its moment. It's over. It's done, and Thank they God, are it's on over. the outside looking in. Fork. Yeah, well, the story of us here, folks, Baker Mayfield chucking on a couple of kegs. This is a bit chunky monkeys, hoping his miso sticks around. Um, do you think it's to do with the way he's, he's shaved? Because sometimes I'll shave yeah, I think that mode. in a shitty way, and I'll realize I've just put on like five kilos. I feel like, like his it's a bit, mo, it's a bit trucker hips. Yeah. Yeah. He's made a terrible mistake. They should have kept either the handlebars or the full beard, because he's got to hide it. Yeah. Because you're right, he's got that extra chin. Bit of extra baggage for the, uh, you know, the baker's been having a few doughies. So devastating for the Browns, considering the romp, you know, the absolute form streak that they were on to go to Pittsburgh and lose, you know, a massive division game. They didn't need the Steelers to win this one. And now they're two games behind. Cleveland are, uh, yeah, probably the most disappointing team of the season, considering what we all thought they could possibly achieve. Um but the Steelers, I mean, you know, six out of the last seven games they've won. It's got to be that defense because the yeah. offense isn't exactly booming. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, those boys, I don't know who else they have. but Ramon Foster. And also Joe Hayden. Game-winning pick. He actually had an interview with Deion Sanders about their path to the Super Bowl. I was like, just focus on the wild card champ. But I <laughs> think that uh, the addition of Benny Snell in that running game has really offset Connor. Well, they've got it's a, down. It's a new big three. It's a new big three. Uh, three two years ago, it was, it was Snell and Washington. It was Ben, Bell, and Brown. Now, I yeah. mean, yeah, as you said, Duck, Snell, and yeah. Washington. It rolls yeah. off the tongue. It does, it's, and it's, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I don't think this team does really anything in the postseason, but it'd be it'd be a fantastic story if they got there. Duck deserves a game in the postseason. Duck fucks, and I enjoy watching him play football. Apparently, people want to bring in like wazoo's, like quackers. You know, like why is he called uh, the duck? He's called the duck because in college he was a duck calling champion. No shit. Of course he was. No shit. Oh, he looks like an absolute virgin. He looks like a duck. Jesus. 
It looks but like it, the equipment guy. It looks better than uh, Mason Rudolph, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, Moose, Mason Rudehead. Mason Rudehead, yeah. Uh, moving uh, on, NFC East, mate. What was confirmed was that it has never been worse. And there have been some bad NFC East years mm. where people pile on NFC least, classic gag. This year, legit. I mean, no one wants to win it. Dallas, obviously, huge Thanksgiving letdown against the Bills. Mm. Eagles have a chance to then take or, well, at least level things out with the Cowboys instead. One of the more favorable matchups you'll get. They go to Miami, a team that was once thought to be the biggest tanking team uh, in the history. They were 0-7 at one point, but now they've got three wins on the board thanks to a little bit of magic. They set out the field goal unit. Clark. The punter takes the snap, and then the toss, a free end zone for the touchdown to the place kicker, Come Jason on. Sanders. Come on. Now, as an Eagles fan, it's, it hurts. It hurts to be on the other side of a uh, trick play but you must in have the end zone. Off. You must have switched off like halfway through, because they were up 21 to 14, and you came in when I was working out. It was like 28 at one point, and I was like, we're good. We're sweet. Yeah. Eagles are good. Cruising. Yeah. Didn't, didn't know we lost until like two hours later, after the fact. Does anything you go for succeed? Well, we won a Super Bowl. No, currently, like you've got no, nothing you support <laughs> does well. Well, you've about the Dons. Still made the finals. Just too anemic. Yeah, they're not teams. good. They're not good, no. uh, the Eagles. And no. I was worried for a second because on Thanksgiving, uh, the Cowboys falter, and I'm like, oh, my God, the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, and I've been bitching about them all season. This is not going to be a good Eagles look for me. still make the playoffs. But now, I'm, now I've been vindicated that yeah. they are bad. Yeah, but uh, they've got the G-Men, and the Cowboys have the Bears. That's no guarantee. And no guarantee for either team, I No, it's say. not. So the uh, Dallas are a game ahead. Dallas are one game one ahead, game and, ahead. They and they have a tiebreaker. They have tiebreaker. Yeah. And then, but they're coming to Philly. They are coming to Philly. Yeah. Look, it still hangs in the balance, and I think hey, seven and nine could get it done in this division. You held Seattle to seventeen points. You could do it. We hold the Patriots' offense to a low score. You got to well. hand, you you handle it like it's like a ten percent tax. You got to handle it. You got to account for the Dallas retarded gameplay calls. They will give you every chance that you can possibly have. It's just whether Philly are not atrocious enough. Well, once again, them all up. could be a business decision from Doug Peterson to try and keep uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, in that's the, why. That's why I think it's, it must be. Dish. It must be what they're doing to, to explain what they're doing on the field. Uh, the only team uh, out of the NFC is to get a win this week was the uh, Callahan-led Dead Washington Deadskins, getting the win over Carolina. And would you believe that they can still technically make the playoffs as the and NFC East champion? I think similar to. Uh, the Chargers. No one wants this team to make the playoffs. Uh, the Redskins are now th- what three and nine? The th- uh, th- yeah, they're three and nine. Three and nine. They're the twelfth seed. Now, they, if uh, they if they win, if they win out. Seed, don't hear that a lot. If they win out. The Cowboys and Eagles lose all. If well, if they need to win Gear out. And the Eagles need to mm-hmm. beat the Cowboys Boys, and, and then, then lose every other. Lose and Cowboys other lose three. other, and Redskins win three. Yes. Yeah, that'll happen. Who knows? That could happen. I mean, the Redskins, but the, what about division tiebreak? Because they wouldn't own that over the Cowboys. So they still wouldn't make it. Uh, no, because that would be the Cowboys losing four games, Matt. So yeah, that, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying... That'd be six and ten, wouldn't but it? But the Skins would be, oh, seven and nine. Yep. Yeah, and Philly, oh, six and ten. So that's the uh, math there. What's the Skins' sketch? I'm not sure. Don't go through it. Is it, is it okay. 
I've got no, I bet, I've I've got got no I idea. Bet I bet it's we're, fucking we're, ridiculous. We're better. better oh, they're, going, they're at Green Bay this week. <laughs> Cross them off. <laughs> no, no guarantee. You know it's going to be this week. 42, 42 to 42-14 job. Rodgers throws five touchdowns. Maybe Aaron has two touchdowns. Rodgers throws four. Aaron, Aaron it'll be Jones. An offensive. It'll be, it'll, be just, it'll be the classic Green Bay late in the year. Offense is clicking. We beat the Redskins at Lambeau. How far can this team go in Jan? And we lose to the Vikings in wildcard. Do you think it Matt, happens every fucking time? Do you think Matt Lafleur is is ready for playoffs? I think genuinely. I think he's on the phone to Mike, just sussing what the go is. If there's one thing I can imagine uh, Mike McCarthy wanting to do, it is help his yeah. replacement. Yeah, I, seems I think, like that kind of guy. I think Lafleur's ready. I think this team's proven. They beat the Cowboys in Week Five, probably their biggest win of the year. So I think if they can do that, if they can go into Jerry World. This team knows they can do anything. And the ceiling, there's no ceiling on this team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are a few more stinkers uh, this week. So before we get to the big questions, uh, Chaz, let's go to the Eddie Lacey speed round. Firstly, I want to talk to you about the Broncos versus Chargers. What an absolute onslaught of offense we saw Chaz your thoughts <laughs> will these Broncos go all the way they're now four and eight I think Allen deserves an extension uh is he the best Allen remains to be seen now he was but... pulled and Drew Locke came on okay the well I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that Locke is uh is also something and <laughs> Uh, the way he handled this team was, was fantastic. Uh, no, the, the, Corlton Sutton is emerging. Two touchdowns as well. Chargers actually had a chance to win late. Found a way to lose. Chargers fans need a documentary done on them. It is incredible scenes in the AFC West. Absolutely brutal scenes. I've heard rumors that they are going to look for a new quarterback next year. Philip Rivers potentially being a Could free see him agent. There. Unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about these Jets, mate. They lost to the Bengals previously. Had zero victories on the season. Well, they get their first win with Andy, the Red Rifle Dalton, coming back into the starting quarterback position. Jets only put up six points on the day. The Bengals were 22, too powerful. And Andy Dalton becomes the leading touchdown scorer in Bengals history. Chess, Andy Dalton, keep him around next year. Andy Dalton showing this team what he can do and showing the Bengals fans he's not going anywhere. The Jets almost seem like they're in a bit of a stalemate with the Browns in terms of getting their fans hyped up and then shitting the bed. they I, I couldn't work out which was the more dispiriting performance, but the Jets this week host Miami, a surging hot Miami, and I will not be starting down in my fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah, good candidate to be dropped for you there, Chaz. Uh, let's move over to the Raiders, and they played the Chiefs. The Chiefs. They did play the Chiefs, and the Chiefs absolutely, well, they scrim-imaged. They killed them. Absolute domination from this Chiefs offense. Mahomes reminding everybody, I'm still around. I can still play. And uh, he threw one touchdown, showing what he can do. But this Chiefs defense, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Held the Raiders to nine points. They had a pick six as well. Really putting the Raiders to bed. Putting them out of postseason contention. John Gruden, back to the drawing board. Chiefs rolling. 49. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's quickly uh, do the rounds on the Thanksgiving games because there were a few that we... What about Rams-Cardinals? Rams-Cardinals also happened. Jared Goff, Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, he's back in action, isn't he? He's looking all right. I think he, uh, he silenced the critics this week. 424 yards, two touchdowns against that elite Cardinals secondary. Don't think Peterson was playing. Yeah. Well, uh, how about Todd Gurley looking all right as well? 19 for 95. Don't mind it. Maybe don't. just one torn ACL. We don't, don't know. 
don't mind it at all. Uh, and of course, Thanksgiving, as I was saying, Thanksgiving did happen. Can't forget about that. It was big. Saints-Falcons, three onside kicks recovered. One, of course, was uh, turned around, but by, uh, I can't remember the kicker's name. The spirit, uh, Will, Will Lutz. Koo? Oh, yeah, Koo. Yeah, uh, no, he was the guy from uh, Some young guys. It didn't matter. It didn't matter because uh, this day was all about Taysom Hill. He had a block punt, receiving touchdown. He threw a touchdown. Unbelievable scenes. Unbelievable scenes. And the Saints continue to show no signs of confidence in this supporter base because I'm seriously worried about them. They've done nothing for the past four weeks. Do not let the first seed fool you. Dallas, as we discussed, lost to the Bills. Bills are surging 9-3. They host the Ravens this week. I liked them in Buffalo. I didn't get to put a little dent in this Ravens D. I don't think they'll beat them. But I think they'll be a close game. Oh, very, very good. And, of course, the Bears, yeah, playing the Lions. Uh, Lived up to the hype. It did. Well, David, the early game. David Blau, Mr. Plow, it wasn't bad. He hit Kenny Golladay for a big strike first Galladay play in. of the game. Yeah. Uh, 75 yards. But, uh, of course, this game was about Mitch Trubisky, who he, well, he, he had a good game in front of a big audience. And, yeah. Chaz, you got to wonder, does Ryan Pace bring back the Trubisk? I think Trubisk is starting to get some real followers heading into Christmas. They host Dallas this week on Thursday Night Football. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will find a way to make it interesting. Don't worry about that. Uh, Trubisky, 338, three touchdowns, showing signs of life. This Bears team, not to be underestimated, 6-6 six and six in the wildcard race, one yeah. game behind the Rams. That, oh, nice. Yeah, well, we can't count out the Bears. They continue to stick around. Oh, Bears. Uh, and that is it for the recaps. All we have left are the big cues, mate. First big question for you. Who do you want in the AFC playoffs? Of course, we've talked about it a lot, but we know the three teams that are guaranteed a spot, pretty much. Yep. Ravens, Patriots. Chiefs. Chiefs. They're locked in. And oh, the Bills. Bills are locked in. Bills are pretty much locked in. Yeah. But they're 9-3. Yeah, you can't, can't really see them dropping off. No. But at the moment, they're not a lock. So who do you want to see in the AFC playoffs? You've got the Colts, Titans, Texans, Bills, Steelers, Oakland, and technically Cleveland. You've got to pick four. And, of course, one at least must be from the AFC South, but you could have multiple. Okay. Who would you want to see in there? I want to see Chiefs, Bills. Chiefs, and Bills. And Texas Titans. Texas Titans. Seems pretty easy. Steelers don't deserve to be there. Don't deserve. And the Raiders are shit. They're Ra- shit. Raiders don't. They lost Ra- the Jets 34-3. to They Obvi- shouldn't be in the fucking playoffs. I'm with you. Obviously, uh, the Raiders and Cleveland don't deserve to be in there. No. I don't mind the narrative around the Steelers, but uh, that means that you wouldn't have the Bills or the You want to watch Devlin Hodges. You got four games to watch on a weekend in Jan. You want to watch Devlin Hodges. You want to see Tannehill Watson. I'm there to watch Mike Domlin win Coach of the Year. Ugh, I love it. I love it. All right, I like that for you, Chaz. Now we're going to power rank the 2020 free agent quarterback class. Of course, we talked about Tannehill opening the door for the idea of recycled yeah. quarterbacks and the old change of scenery. Let me hit you up with the top 10. At, at number one, of course, it is Ryan, I'm not a bust, Tannehill. Very good candidate for the franchise tag. Don't think he's going to make it out of the Titans. Chaz, happy with that number one? Love it at number one. Starting with fantasy next week in the playoffs. Love what he's doing. He's got Oakland this week. He's clicking. This team's vibing. I think this man gets more than Goff. Wow. So the biggest contract in NFL history. He's earned it. He's put together three good games. 
Andy, <sighs> the name's Dalton. Oh, fuck off. At number two. <laughs> Did you see him today? We're going 10 to, nine, 10 to 1. No, no, no. We're going 1 to 10. He beat the Jets. He looks good. Imagine Andy Dalton on the Bears. What about Teddy Bridgewater? He's in there. Where is he? He's up below Dalton. <laughs> he's coming in. That's the worst he's ever said. No, he's he's playing with the best, like one of the better offenses in the league. Just because Drew Brees doesn't make it look like that. We're not like surprised that. if the yeah the Bears sign him. They they're they're retarded enough to sign him. All right, number three, Cam Isaac. Oh no, Newton. Oh. He can barely walk. He's a big fella. He's, he's still got some good games <laughs> He's in. cooked. He can't throw more than 10 yards. I can see him in a Chargers uniform. Go on. Go on. He does not go to the Chargers. The market's too small. Go on 6 and 10. Los Angeles. He does not go to the Chargers. Los Angeles is too no, small. San Diego. I fucked up. I fucked up there. You did. <laughs> Number four, Teddy Bridge oh, over troubled God. water. This, this, this dude... Deserves bulk coin. Deserves to be higher? Yeah. Should have been higher. Yeah. They're, you... they're the first seed now in the NFC. Teddy would get them there, if not higher. If not higher than the first seed. Stop. <laughs> He's on a roll. Number five, Jameis. All I do is oh, Winston. Top three. The Bucks would be fucking kicking themselves if they let him walk out the door. Yeah, they're, could... ki- they're throwing away six and ten. It could, could be potential to swap him with Cam Isaac. They're throwing Newton. away third in the NFC South. It's not easy. Number six, Philip, hold back the rivers. Let me look at... He shouldn't play ever again. Ever again? No, he's done. Wow. Rude. It's embarrassing. Number seven, <laughs> big dick Nick Foles. Oh, you're going to say big Ben. So uh, if the Jags cut him, they're going to have 20 mil against the cap. It's going to be a tough, tough Actually, cut. you definitely see him going to the Bears. Yeah, I could t- yeah but everyone seems to be going to the Bears, but I agree. I can definitely see him. Mm, you know, older veteran, he fucking he stays in the pocket. He does what you want. He can, he can actually throw the ball, which the Bears are looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, number eight, Marcus Fuck Mary. Uh, damn it, I have fucked it. <clears throat> I, don't mind, I don't mind it. Marcus Fuck, fuck Mary, Kill or kill. Mariota. There we go. I think he's a backup. I don't think he's a franchise starter anywhere. Yeah. He gets signed somewhere for, you know, a relative amount of money, but he won't maybe, start. Maybe bring him in for a QB competition yeah. somewhere. Just to keep the other guy honest. Why don't we throw him in at the Bears? All right. Uh, we've got number nine. I can't see him playing next year, but Eli the Lesser Manning. Oof. Shouldn't be in the top ten. Well, there's only – that's it. Ah. I can't, uh, think, Eli, I can't uh, think of anyone gonna, else. Oh, okay. They're all the potential, not the top ten. Well, no, yeah, these are the potential. Number yeah, 10 is technically Tom Brady because he will be a free agent, but I think he would leave Giselle before leaving the Patriots. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Eli, uh, I don't think they move from, move on from Daniel Jones. I think they keep him. Uh, so, yeah, Eli, they might keep Eli for the whole hysteria of, of playing Eli again. You don't know. Well, they should save him for a playoff run just in case they get there. They've got an elite trio right now. Pat Shermer, Daniel Jones, and Eli. That, you shouldn't get rid of that. Yeah, it's, it's a powerful Nothing core. Nothing lasts forever. You've got to hold on to a good thing. <laughs> 100%. Well, Chaz, that just about wraps us up for this week. Any f- parting thoughts as you enter the wild well, card? I've got a big week. Wild card round of our uh I've got a big week playoffs. for fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Up against, uh, it's big. Up against Ben. It's going to be a real clash of the Titans. Um... I'm excited. I'm, I'm starting. I'm going to pick up Tannehill tomorrow. Uh, ben will probably pick him up now and keep him on his bench. But it's exciting times. That's it. Very exciting. Well, I'm obviously, uh, I'm not going to have anything to do for next week yeah. in fantasy because I'm going to buy in both yeah. leagues. Yep. 
Boring. Boring stuff. Until next week. Bye.